It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast as the Avs lose in incredibly painful fashion. You have a lead with 40 seconds left in a game and you don't even get a point out of it. Honestly, almost impressive to play that poorly for 18 seconds. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to do it. The emotion that I'm feeling right now is definitely impressed. <laughs> Good call. Look, when you're when you're that sad about it, you can be impressed at how well they crushed your spirit, all right? Because they did a great job of it in that last minute. On the whole, I, I, let's just do the 60-second rundown. Let's just do this first. Avs actually did a good thing by scoring the first goal of the game, which was great. We enjoyed that. That was fun. And then they give up a goal in the last minute of the first to erase that, and it's 1-1 going into the second period. They end up falling behind. They do give up that next goal to Nashville, but they fight back. They make quality hockey happen throughout the second period, and they have a lead going into the third. What has been a pretty automatic thing for the Avalanche this year, converting third-period leads, they convert 59 minutes of that lead, even if it was a, a bit slower pace than what we're used to from them. And then they just have one terrible shift for Nashville to tie the game and one abhorrent play for them to lose the game and that's it it goes from what should have been two points to none not fun to say the least i was very ready to take a lot of positives out of this hockey game and now i'm just left with a bad taste in my mouth but let's start with the first period let's start with some special team stuff here a little bit of an all-over-the-place game when it comes to some of the calls, especially in that first. Avs ultimately do score a shorthanded goal and do get a power play goal later in the game. Are we content with, with the special teams at very least? Sure. I mean, you, you score... Low energy. Sh- score shorty. Yeah. Right? I mean... You get one power play. I mean, was it ugly in the first or power play? I thought it was awful. It was bad. Um, and that's the difference sometimes, right? You know, you get a couple there. It's a different game. Maybe you end up winning 7-3, you know. Uh, but, you know, like Rudolph just said, in the 60 seconds, you know, they, they did manage the second period to come back. So it's kind of a race. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, spe- the specialty teams were average, you know, because of such sloppy play in the first, in my opinion. So just settling for average there, even with yeah. a shorty. All right. Which should be great when you have a shorty. You yeah, should be like, should yeah, be. you know what? Yeah. But it was it was average at best. Yeah. I, 
I think it's a fair argument that the Avs didn't put this game away in, in some senses. They certainly could have had opportunities to, to stretch their lead or otherwise at different times in the game. And that did not happen. Um, I, I kind of want to focus on some individuals here first. So we might end up going out of order with stuff. But I, let's let's start with one of the more obvious players in Kale McCarr. Has three assists night. You're rolling. You feel great. You feel like he's Kale McCarr. Has just an absolutely horrible play that helps the Avs lose this game. How do you come out of this game feeling about Kale McCarr? Is it a mixture of both? Or is it just, does that play at the end of the game erase all of the good? No, it doesn't, man. It really doesn't. Because the guy handles the puck for half the damn game. Yep. You know, he comes and he has three assists for you. And it could have been more. It could have been four, five, six. And the guy was awesome tonight. Sure. He was he was dominant when he had the puck. And then he wasn't. And, you know, he just makes a bad mistake. We saw it in that Dallas playoff series. He did something similar when he had the mix-up with Franco's. Yep. And it just they end up with a free goal. And this is kind of the same thing. He goes back. He falls down. He, he whips on the puck, loses it. And then he's at the mercy of everybody else on the ice, which we'll get to. But... Yep. I mean, no, it does not. It does not remove all the good that he did. Absolutely not, dude. He just what it, you okay. you don't want him to make that mistake, of course, especially in that situation. But he does. It happens. It doesn't happen very often, and when it does, it sucks. Yep. It's just tough when it happens and the game's three three with twenty seconds left. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. It really does suck, and. <laughs> You know, it's there's no getting around that this is just a gut punch of a way to lose a hockey game. Yep. This is way worse than the Seattle. Losing to Seattle. Yeah. The way that they did. I mean, it's that's you're talking about at least two points thrown away this year, though. Probably three. So certainly two. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, for me, it just does not. It does not take away all the good that Kale does. It, that's all. He was so good. And you're never even in a position to win the game without him. It sucks the way that it, it goes at the very end. I want to bring that up because we, I think, all are going to feel pretty negative about this game on the whole throughout this podcast because of how it ended. But don't forget about the first 59 minutes of the game where the Avs played well enough to win. Just, just want to make that point because they're going to win this game 95 out of 100 times. Yeah. With a minute left. Yeah, certainly get to overtime. Yeah, get at least 99 one out of 100 right. times. Yeah. Like, it, as bad as the ending feels, it was not that bad of a hockey game by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah. since we're into the negative part of it, since we're talking about this play with Kale McCarr, the other side of it is Jack Johnson. Uh... All right, let, let, before I dunk on him and make someone mad about it, let's start with this conversation because we were having it before the show. You just gave up the game time goal. You have 30 seconds left in this game to get a point out of it. Why is Jack Johnson, the defenseman, being deployed to get you there in this game? He's looking over. <laughs> well, I mean, for me... Uh I got my no-nos all the time, right? So it's you give up 
one goal in in the last minute of a period, usually it's tough to win the game. Those are deadly. Well, the Avs gave up three. Um, Jack's on the ice in the first period as well, right? Again, it's situational. I I would use a different uh, player, uh, you know, to, to be there. I know Devontae's and Bowen and Byron were on the ice for a long time before. Uh, sometimes you look back and, and me as, maybe as coaches, you, you, you know, you question yourself and you say, you know what, that's on me too. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I might have made the wrong decision there. I, I, we've, we've talked about Jack at length here. I mean, we talk about it for, for whatever, for what he brings to the locker room, the team. And I just don't think he's, he's a player to play in the last minute uh, of periods. You know what I mean? So sure. that's just the way I look at it. Sometimes you, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Um, trying his best there. It's just a different type of player, right? He's a player that plays more on his heels than on his toes. I'm not completely just blaming Jack Johnson on that. There's a lot of mistakes on on that goal. But, you know, it's just you have different people at your disposition. And, you know, maybe I would have made a different one. That's me. The play itself is tough for me. Mm-hmm. And, again, like Jack Johnson's put in a tough situation there. It's Kale McCarr's initial yeah, mistake course, that, that causes the chaos there. It's not that part of the play that people have a that 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 is the problem. Right. It's not the initial. But that's all on Kale it, McCarr. It, it's him. It's what happens after deciding that instead of playing defense, he wants to play second goaltender. Yeah. That I struggle with. It, it, it's a pet peeve. I hate it when defensemen try to do that. Let your goalie be the goalie. Go take a man away and. And play defense. And to go back to that play, shit happens. We all know that. You sure. said that earlier. It does. And no one's going to feel worse than Kel McCarr. A hundred percent. So humble. He's humble when when he scores five points in a game. So when things like that, you know, happen where he, he's the culprit on a tough play and it's not his fault. It's just shit happens. You know, bobbles the puck, falls down when he tries to recover it. You never see Kel McCarr do that. And like you said, he's got the puck the whole game. No one's going to feel worse than Kel McCarr tonight. And it, and it sucks because, like we said, he's having such a good game, such a good week, player of the week, right, in the NHL. And and he keeps going tonight. And, you know, only three players in the history of the league have done that, right? Yeah. So this guy keeps rewriting the record book. And but, but what stinks is that play at the end. It's a routine play that turns ugly. And Jack Johnson is... On the wrong side of it with Kale and obviously Georgia and the rest of the team. And and then it's just a sour way to, to, to piss away a point, right? Or two. I think my issue with Jack Johnson being utilized on that play is the impact he had on the game leading up to it. Like Kale McCarr's usage there makes perfect sense to me because he impacted the game in a positive way. Sure. He makes a mistake. But Jack Johnson through that point in the game did not have a positive impact. He was a detriment defensively tonight and to be on the ice for center ice face-off late in the game when they've just tied the game, it doesn't really make sense to deploy Jack Johnson there. I forget what misread you were pointing out with Freddie Olofsson and Jack Johnson, but there were other miscues tonight where chances against were caused by Jack Johnson. And so it's just really puzzling deployment. Even looking at Taves and Byram on the tying goal, it's still... The impact they had on the game prior to that moment was significantly more positive, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It well, what's the upside? 
What are you getting? At I don't. Him at? I don't know. He's that there not is. contributing offensively off yeah. the draw. Like yeah. that's just not going. To, and and so the the thinking is then he's supposed to be the defensively responsible one, but that's not how he played he's even been, in the course of tonight. Been actively negative defensively in this in this game with turnovers and otherwise. And mm. I think it, it goes back to a problem we talked about against Dallas where. It's multiple points of failure. Yes, that's a terrible play by Kale McCarr. Yeah, And then absolutely. it's also a poor play by Jack Johnson behind it. And when you stack those things up, that's how you blow a hockey game in 18 seconds. It, it has to be better. Yeah, The Avs have to find ways to avoid making the catastrophic mistake. Taves and Byram are on the ice for the goal against. The shift is over. Yeah. It's over a minute long, so you're going to pull those guys off. All right. Makes sense. You have Josh you Manson have, and Caleb Jones right there. You have there. two other guys that you could put out there. On paper, you get it. You get a lefty-righty with right. Jack Johnson and, yeah. and McCarr. And McCarr. You get a trusted guy in Jack Johnson with McCarr versus Caleb Jones, who has, who it just isn't there yet. And with Josh Manson, who I don't I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I... I didn't think he was great. I didn't but. have... A str- I don't have a strong opinion of the night that he had. It was better than Johnson's individually. That is excluding what he did at the end. Yeah, I agree. But it, like with with Manson, you're like, are you going to put two righty, righties righty. out there when one of them doesn't normally play on the left? So he's going to be in an uncomfortable situation. So it could, it, for me, it, I'm like, the answer to this is it probably comes down to trust. Yeah. You don't have Sam Gerrard tonight. So. You don't have that other guy that you another unequivocally guy, trust. Yeah. And that's that, why Sammy's a big piece of this team. Right. And so you don't have that guy. You're trying to figure, okay, hey, I'm just trying to get through 30 seconds. Jack Johnson gets through 30 seconds, right? Nope. He cannot. <laughs> and that is one where I do hope that the coaches have an honest, all right. Yeah, I know. Is too much trust here in Jack Johnson? Is there too much here? Yep. In Jack Johnson because... We all we needed was and and it takes a freak play from Makar, a freak right. like misplaying of the puck, something that he's gonna do ninety nine maybe ninety eight times out of a hundred he's gonna do just fine. Certainly not have it go that poorly. Exactly, <laughs> like you you will not see Kale Makar misplay a puck that poorly the rest of the year. Yep. In that situation, you know there will be other times, but in that situation you're not gonna see him make that mistake again, and it's it's a freak thing. It puts him in a bad spot. Georgiev makes the initial save. Yep. But then you need some help there. Not a guy sitting on his knees in the crease. Yeah, and Jack Johnson does nothing. And that's I think that was the frustration is that Jack Johnson does nothing. He pres- he provided zero resistance in that moment where if he just slaps at a puck, you know, maybe you don't know. You get lucky or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know. It's a puck. You don't know where it's going to go. It could go straight up. It could go out of play. It could go down the ice. Who knows where it goes? But it probably doesn't go into the back of your net. Maybe it still ends up in the exact same result. And we're saying, why didn't he just try to block it? I, I don't, you know. I promise you, I will never make that argument. <laughs> I. It's just the way that it plays out is very frustrating. You know, that's your best player. That that lets you down in that moment. Yep. You're 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 annoyed. You're yep. like, God, come on, man. But then it's also arguably your worst player, like your worst regular, whatever, whatever you consider Jack Johnson. Your number and, six D on a healthy night. Yeah, exactly. A guy that you have plenty of trust in to put him in that situation, and it's fair to wonder: is that trust still earned? 
<laughs> We're a long way from the Stanley Cup win now. Yep. There's a lot of hockey that's been played since the Stanley Cup win, since that run. Are we still having this conversation because he was a guy that played 10 minutes a night during those, that postseason? With a lot of underlyings that have consistently not been great for and that guy. And with, uh, with a proven track record over the last 40-ish games in an Avalanche uniform of making everybody that he plays with worse. Yep. Now, it's not his fault that <laughs> Kale McCarr misplays that puck. Give me a not. break. That obviously is not what's being said. But when it came time for him to try and make a difference, no resistance. Yep. None whatsoever. And I, again, the question I come back to is, what's the upside? And, and I, uh, Eric, I think you brought this up before the game, too, or someone did. They have to have a timeout there. You had a long shift. Do you consider calling a timeout, maybe letting a Taves get a breather? Someone who maybe has a little bit more trust than a Jack Johnson? Well, in hindsight, yes. Yeah, I mean, in, in hindsight, <laughs> it's obviously an easy decision. But in the moment. Oh, and then man. sometimes you look at it, you do it, then you're like, oh, why did it waste that timeout? Then you go to, you know, mm. overtime, and and then you have, like, a five-on-three situation. You know, and you're like, oh, he could have, you know, he used his timeout. You know, but then again, you look back at it now, and you're like, yeah, maybe those things sometimes, they, they happen. Shit happens. Yep, and I don't know. Looking back at it, maybe they thought about it. Maybe they're like, "Yeah, all right. You know what? It's thirty seconds. We'll get through it." You know what I mean? And, they, and and sometimes you don't. Was that timeout so valuable? Used immediately after the goal, where they drew up some shit that didn't work, <laughs> instead of right before, where you could have gotten Devon Taves a little bit of rest and said, <laughs> "We were we were aggressively agreeing." Let's yeah, just exactly. let's let him just literally yeah. sit here and drink bio steel for thirty seconds. We yeah. don't even need to talk to him. <laughs> Just let him chill out, then and he can get, get up there. Back and out there. He yeah. can get us through know, 30 seconds. Like, That's why I say it's, e- were, it's easier after, right? You know what I mean? And then. They are so But it gassed. makes you think and you learn situations. Because, you know, it's bigger than the singular Jack Johnson yeah, slash Kale McCarr play, right? It's the way that final 40 seconds plays out. They're under duress, they're gassed, and. There is no helping them. They are desperately trying to clear the puck and fumbling yeah. even getting being able to do that and it just i I don't understand they had been playing so conservatively through that point that i just don't know how the wheels came off that badly like i don't want to overestimate or underestimate how tired an nhl player is by that point in a game i'm sure it is extremely exhausting it just felt like they had nothing left in the tank kind of out of nowhere in that 40-second span. It, uh, it did feel like they absolutely ran out of gas. We talked about it over there. The third period was maybe was the first turtle of the year from Colorado. They, yeah. Their offense was just not a thing that they were really doing in that third period. Yeah, they stopped playing their game, and they let Nashville, fucking Nashville, take it to them. Like that's uh, Nashville's got some things going for it. You know, its defense is okay. Its goalie's pretty good. Letting their forwards get all over you for a third period is ridiculous. I mean, you could feel the tide coming. I mean, it was coming the last five minutes, and especially the last couple minutes. It was like, ooh, this is coming. And Jorge made some big saves, and, you know, like, all right, he's going to pull one off. And then next thing you know, that third goal happens, and it's like, Yeah, and with, you know, they're 20 seconds maybe into that shift. Ross Colton gets a puck off the wall. And has every opportunity to just get it out. Yeah. Get it out and either ice it and have a face off, whatever. whatever. But it's not in your zone anymore. 
And instead, he gets a little too cute with it. Looks like he tries to carry it. And turns it over. He turns it over, and that puck stays in the zone for however I'm guessing on the 20 seconds. I don't know. But the rest of that shift, which ended up being 108 for a lot of those guys. It's long. It, 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 that turnover is the key part of it that you look yep. back and say, this is where you had the puck. And it was on yeah. you. This is on you, your guys, your team. This is on you to get this puck out and make them beat you. And they make a, they make a play and you don't. It's, it's an all-time know-the-game situation moment. You have a one-goal lead with a minute left in the game. Yeah. Not the time to be cute in your own zone with the puck. This league is unforgiving. It's not nice. And when you don't do the right things, it bites you. And tonight, it's your bit. You know, it... <laughs> And that's, back of the avalanche. That's a mistake that you look at. If that puck gets out, you're not talking about Kale McCarr making a mistake. You're talking about the Avs winning this hockey game three to two. Yeah, or and four we don't two know. Empty netter, yeah, right? sure. You know? We d- yeah. we don't know if that puck gets out. He ices it. Maybe they lose the face off, and Roman Yossi rockets one home, and we're like, oh my god, what's going on here? But regardless, we know what did happen in the version of reality that we live in. And that's that Ross Colton had an opportunity to get rid of that puck. And he did. did not do it. It gets turned over. They keep it in the zone. And they make a better play on the goal than the Avs do. Yep. Puck and then after the net, that is guy a guy bats it out of midair. Yeah. Credit I, I, I mean, the game time goal is just like, look, you just never got control of the puck. Yep. You never defended. You never did any of the things that you need to do in that situation to close a game out. You just didn't get it done. Your goalie doesn't make that last save. Not, I'm definitely not blaming him for that. I mean, a no, guy bats a puck no. out of the air. Yeah, give me a break here. But you don't do you don't do any of the right things in order to close that game. I'm not saying that they deserved what happened next, because that's I don't think the world works that way. But, but they created a scenario where it could. Exactly, they opened up the door for disaster, and disaster walked in. Yep. Uh, I do want to talk about Georgiev as well, uh, but before we get to that, we are brought to you by the lovely folks over on my phone, not unlocking. Yeah. Uh, by the folks over at Red Hawk Roofing. You can get your lo- roof checked out. Makar might want to get his stick checked out for leaks. It seemed like there might have been a hole in it on that last play. Uh, Red Hawk Roofing, fantastic at what they do. Go check them out if you haven't. Uh, get over there, use them. They'll give you a free consultation on your roof. Costs you nothing to have them come out, look at it, take pictures. They'll show you what's going on over there. It might end up being totally fine, and then you don't have to worry about it. Or they might have some issues that they'll show you, and they can get it fixed for you. Even if you haven't gotten an inspection, they can take care of you in emergency situations. They're available 24-7. They have extremely fast response times, too. So if you spring a leak, give them a call. They'll come out. They'll get it patched for you. They'll get you all fixed up. Go to redhawkroofing.com today to get yours checked out. Uh, And we're also brought to you by the folks over at... Oh, did I do the wrong day of reads? That's all right. We'll just do these days reads today. Uh, We're also brought to you by the folks over at Shady Rays. Go get your Shady Rays today at ShadyRays.com. You can get up to 50% off when you order two pairs of sunglasses or more and use the DNVR code. Jump on that. They're also doing a uh, big Black Friday sale, I believe. So go check out their Black Friday prices and, and all that good stuff. Dozens of different kinds of sunglasses. They got a pair for everyone, all sorts of different tints and colors and polarizations. Whatever it is you might need, they'll get you the sunglasses you need. Looking good for a good price. 
Uh, join over 250,000 people who have rated them five stars. Get them today, and if you don't like them, break them or lose them in the first 30 days, they will replace them completely for free. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Alexander Georgiev. Uh, probably deserved a better fate tonight, I think. I know I didn't love the second goal from him, but that's a guy who came in and was locking this game down for you in the third period. It really looked like a night where the Avs were going to win this one 3-2. to two. And then obviously the, the chaos happens, which I don't blame Georgiev at all for either of those goals. Was this a good enough performance from Georgiev? Let's, let's start there. Did he deserve better in this game? Well, I'll jump in because I always say it's the same thing. Look at his first six, seven games of the season, eight games, whatever it was. Nothing could go in, right? His numbers were absolutely outstanding. Then the last seven or eight games, you know, pucks are going in. He's, he's in a funk right now. What I mean that is he's in a goal funk. He's consistently giving up four to five goals. And But it, we just talked about this, you know. He's in a position to lock it down. He's playing outstanding in the final few minutes. His, his, his feet are awesome. His legs are awesome. He's controlling the game. He's controlling the crease. Guy ties it up right here on his right side behind him. He's behind the goal line, and he bats it. I mean, <laughs> he's not even beat. There's not. You can't make that save. It's not yeah, even a save no. to be made. And then, and then a few seconds later, Kale falls on his butt behind the net. And then as a goalie, you have no idea that the best player in the world is falling down. <laughs> and next thing you know, the puck's up front, and it's a scramble. It's crazy. I mean... Does he deserve better tonight? I thought he did. I thought he was really good. Uh, you know, we can argue that second goal all we want. It's fine. You know, that's that's why there's, it, you know, different the, there's arguments and you're right. Second goal just doesn't matter anymore, right? That's because of the way that's, the that's game is. That's my ended. point exactly. Yeah. Point taken. I agree, and I think he deserved better. You know, he's gonna go in a in a streak here coming up of six seven games where he gives up seven, and then it, it equals out. You know, I I think he is an elite goalie. I think he's fine. But right now it's tough to justify my comments because it's not happening. Pucks are going in. I go back to that first period where Nashville had a flurry of high danger chances and they walk out of that period 1-1 thanks to a shorthanded goal from Cagliano, which is a bit fortunate yep. because he made six high to medium danger saves there on a burst from Nashville alone within that first period that he gave them the best chance of winning this game through the majority of it. Mm -hmm. And I do think that he played above expectation in that, right? Because there were saves like that in the second and in the third as well, which kept them in it at every point. It was sort of everyone else that let it slip away in those final moments. No. Totally what is this, sub 800 again, right? I mean, 900? It, yeah, it'll it end has up to be, being right? just under 900. Yeah, well, I mean, no, actually, I, I don't know. It might not be pretty numbers, but... that. But that's my point. His numbers aren't pretty, but I think his, his plays better than his numbers are showing. That's just my opinion. Certainly tonight, I would say. That's yeah, definitely yeah. true. It it just does not feel good at all to, to lose a game like that for Colorado in... Even the, the Seattle loss, which is the most comparable one this season, that's a game that they fought their way back into and ultimately came up short in instead of blowing it as they did on tonight. It's... Uh, uh, let me ask you this. It's a team you felt like has been pretty up and down, certainly mentally, throughout this season so far. 
is this a is this a blow to that mentality or is this something that they can take and and turn into work ethic reset that counter again as as a team that knows they need to do better I mean Oh, this is a little frustrating, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because they're this close. Yep. You're this close to, what, a four-game winning streak? Yep. You go 2-0 and against the division, against division teams. Yep. You're coming home against Vancouver, and you're feeling like, yeah, if we win this game, badass. If we don't, it happens. Okay. But the, I mean, you get uh, you're this close to getting out with a two goal two goals against. So, it, so it, is that the, it's just good for Georgiev? It's good for the team. It's good for everybody involved. Erase the last minute of this hockey game from your mind. Basically, there's a there's a disconnect here because somebody like me is going to look at all the data available to me. Not sure. Well, but about the goals against, what does he do differently? I'm going to look at everything available, and I'm going to look at their team defense, and I'm going to say. The Avalanche are doing, they are a top five team defensively this year in terms of the quantity and the quality of shots, scoring chances, high danger chances, everything. They have been one of the tip top teams this this season at preventing those things. I'm going to look at Georgiev's numbers and I'm going to say these aren't good enough. They're just not. Since the first five games of this, I guess six games of the season, you're looking at it going, they're just bleeding goals. He's been sub 900. In they're that just, time. Yeah. They're, they're bleeding goals every single game. And then you get into a game like this, and we get into the post game, and we're like, well, what do you blame him on? These things happen. What do you blame him on? And I completely understand because there isn't one single goal that I look at Alexander Yorgiev and I'm like, bro, what's no, happening here? But all of a sudden, but you have a disconnect you here. You play 15 straight games as sub 900, and your goaltenders are making it hard. And in individual moments in games, the team in front of your goaltenders are making it hard. Yep. And so I'm just I'm just going to voice a general frustration and not say it's Georgiev's fault. It's the defense's fault. Everybody that disagrees with me is stupid. I'm just saying this is frustrating because you're this close to getting to a four-game winning streak where you're feeling like, cool, we went 2-0 on that road trip. We avoided disaster in Dallas. We, we came into Nashville. We took care of business. All good. We had a totally third period. All good. But this, this is a shitty feeling. It's, it doesn't feel good. And it's hard to feel an abundance of optimism. Even knowing all the data that I can know. Look at all the numbers that I can look at. And sit, and sit here and still say, I feel like there's more for Georgiev. I also don't feel like Georgiev has played incredibly poorly. All of that is true at the same time, which puts me into a position of I am just frustrated <laughs> at the maddening inconsistency. The pendulum swings are too far. Yep. Uh, and uh, look, I think if you're looking at this in an optimistic way, you're going, hey, look, the Avs played pretty well for 59 minutes. Most nights, if you play pretty well for 59 minutes, you're going <laughs> to win the hockey game. Yeah. So if you if you expand it to a game wide thing. I really don't think you should feel that bad about how the Avs played. Now, they played, made the worst hockey play that they're probably going to make of the entire season at the end of the game. Totally understand how that colors everything else is, wow, that was horrible and felt terrible, and this, everything sucks. At the same time, you were on your way to a very routine 
3-2 hockey win. Georgiev held them to two. The Avs got the power play goal they needed. They were winning the special teams battle. You're one minute away from us sitting on this podcast and go, you know, that was a pretty normal, boring kind of game. Exactly and, what they needed. Yeah. And then it turned into exactly what they didn't need. Let me ask this, the couch side then. What is the mentality? How do the Avs take a positive out of this? Is it is it the last minute of game erased from memory or is it fuel? I think it's both. Okay. Because... Prior to that, I think the conversation for the post game would have been this was an okay game from the Avs. I don't think it was entirely perfect. Like I, even I though agree. they do score on the power play, I actually took issue with the way each of those individual four power plays looked. Certainly the first one. Exactly. And I would say like at least two of the four were pretty bad. Yep in that they just weren't creating opportunities for themselves. And they have such elite personnel that that would have been an individual criticism going into the post game prior to the way this game ended. And then the other would have been complimenting the second line because I thought they played better and more cohesive tonight than I've seen them previously. And we talk about consistency and it looks like that might be something that is to their benefit. There would have been criticisms of the fourth line just not, not being yeah. as responsible as I'm used to seeing them. And then I, I would have praised, you know, the opportunistic shorthanded goal of Cagliano that helps them to win the special teams battle because the kill also then remains really good. And I would have complimented Taves chipping in from the back end. I think that the team wins games when they get contributions from top guys. Valnatushkin on the, the power play deflecting a Kilmacar shot. That's really routine business for them. Yep. And then Taves contributing, even strength. It just feels like a formula for winning. So if this postgame had happened before the final sequence had broke down, I think that's how I would have played out the postgame. And those are all pretty normal things. Like it's it's something they can and build upon. They can have some confidence from parts of that, but also things to take home and work on. All points that are still valid how the way this game played totally. out. Totally. And would have been I also, a game that we would have forgotten about it would, completely it would have been two weeks ago. It was a boring post game, too. It would have yep. been like, it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. They yep. did these things well. I would have been fine with Georgiev's performance, and I would have felt happy, too, with some of the saves that he made early that gave them the chance to stay in this game yep. that he did. And I find myself here, it's such a small breakdown in a short span of time that. I actually don't feel from a mental standpoint as concerned as I have in past games. This felt like a dumb error. It didn't feel like a maturity issue. And that has sometimes been a concern in the past. This felt a little bit dumb and also unfortunate circumstance. A lot of people have put the shift times for some of those guys that were on the ice late in this game. And part of it was their own doing because they for couldn't sure. successfully clear the puck. I don't remember if it was in this sequence that Tyson Berry weaved out off the icing because he skated to the puck kind of quicker than anybody thought and that play stayed alive too so I think it just ended up being quite a long sequence for a couple of those players coming on and off or not coming off um, so anyways I'm not trying to make excuses but I do think it was just weird circumstance and the wheels fell off it's not that I'm not concerned about it I just don't know that this specifically is the leadership thing that people are pointing to I think it was I don't think it's that yeah. boneheaded behavior. I agree with that. Okay, I, 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 I'll go, jump. I'll go, jump go. in here. I think as a fan, and we all are, we're all fans, right? I'm sitting there on the, in the back watching. My shoes are off, feeling pretty good, right? Three-two game. 
Did you put them back on? No, I, they are back on. But they were <laughs> off watching the game. And you're excited because, like we all just said, it's, it's going to be a 3-2 win or 4-2 win empty net. Things changed, you know. And then, whoop, you got that goal. You're like, mm, okay, maybe they go get it in overtime, right? Yeah. And then the, the, the weirdest play happened. That play's not going to happen again this year. Yeah. The best player on the planet blows a tire, falls down. It's not going to happen. Okay, It's very abnormal. But I think the point you and Megan are kind of digging at are you look at a brain fart mistake like that, and it's a lot easier of a problem to fix as opposed to a recurring consistent issue that a team has had, such as the Avs giving up first goals of games this season or something I, I, like that. I, but if I'm going back to the game there, we're talking about the first turtle of the year, whatever. Stuff like that's going to happen in the 82, mm -hmm. 82 game season. It's going to happen. Hasn't happened this year. They've been dominant in when they're leading. Tonight, you could tell the tide was coming well, for whatever reason. You got to give Nashville credit, too. They gave themselves big pushes. And, Gross. Right? <laughs> it, it is. I mean, but like, to your point, you would probably not pick that team to give the maybe Dallas you would have picked to, yeah. to give the Avs trouble in the third, you know, with the big push to make a comeback. But it didn't happen. Now, and that's not a leadership thing. That a guy blows a tire is not a leadership thing. Uh, it, it, <laughs> if you know, Landy had been on the bench, he uh, never yeah. would have overskated that puck and fallen Landy down. Landy would have said, "Like, listen, we got to JC's got to resharpen the skates." No, it's, it's it's shit happens. And now, when you, uh, uh, I'm gonna bet my house, my kids. And again, oh, I should be careful on this one. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is. They're not going to give up two goals in the last minute of a game here till the the the, the, the rest of the season. It's not going to happen. Stuff like that happens. Now, when when it happens, that's where you're not not on on the ice. In the aftermath, that's where a real strong team, and, and which they are, and a strong leadership team, which they have, don't let that affect you. Now, if you're a young team, maybe the Abs of four years ago. A game like that tonight affects you, and it might affect you for, for 10, 12, 14 days. It does. Like, it's just because it's a gut punch like we all got tonight. That's my point of the no shoes. Like, you're sitting there, you just got punched like everybody else did, like everybody watching the game. It's like, it just sucks. It's a bad way to lose a game. It just gives you a sour taste. But they're going to be fine. The leadership group's fine. It's hard as a coach. It's hard as a player. It's hard as a manager. You get down that elevator as a manager after hmm. the game, you just want to throw up. <laughs> See Mac wanting to throw up tonight. I'm telling you, and it, because it's you, you don't expect that, and then, but it's how you it's how you have your composure afterwards, your demeanor, your and that's what matters. And that's it, it's a tough way to get undressed, face the media, get to the airport, get on the flight, get home. Right? It's it's not it's not a fun way to do it. But I can promise you that for them, it's not the end of the world. Kel McCarr is going to feel like shit about the play. He's not going to blame anyone but himself. But by the time he gets on the plane, he's going to take his shoes off, hmm. you know, relax, because he played, what, 30 minutes, whatever it is that he does. He was a big factor in the game. He is an excellent player. He's not going to let a blown tire affect the way, and, and, and neither are the rest of the guys. So this is not going to affect their – those guys, I always said, to play in the NHL, it's a grueling season. you got to have a goldfish mentality. You have to. Every shift out there, every period, but especially after a collapse like this, you have to be able to forget, get on the plane, change your idea, put on Netflix, watch something, get home. Tomorrow's another day. They got a day off. They get ready for the game Wednesday, and then you face Vancouver. 
And that's the beauty of hockey. It's not like football. You don't have to wait for a full week for a game. And, you know, usually it's pretty close, and that's fun. And guys are used to that. Now, when you're young and you have youth in your locker room, then things like that can affect you. It won't affect the avalanche. But, yes, it is a gut punch. It sucks. Well, hopefully you can uh, make your gut feel a little bit better with some hero bread instead of an avalanche hockey loss. Yes. Uh, hero bread, a fantastic low-carb bread option that can fit pretty much any dietary constraints that you might need. Uh, a lot of people I know who are on keto love it. It's got uh, zero grams of sugar per slice, five grams of protein per serving as well. So tons of awesome stuff when it comes to hero bread as far as your options and it's more than just bread they've got things like tortillas and buns and all sorts of other things so you know whatever it is you're eating hero bread can work for you you can head over to hero.co today and use the dnvr code to get 10 percent off uh or you know you can order it on amazon and stuff too if you want to but if you want to be the cool kids with dnvr go over to hero.co and get yourself some delicious hero bread uh, and we're also brought to you by the folks over at Breckenridge Distillery. Unfortunately, no winner shots from Breck Distillery tonight. Hmm. But you can still get their award-winning whiskey over at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Go check it out today. They also have a ton of other alcohols, too. If whiskey's not your thing, I know they have a new vodka. Other choices, too. They're available in all 50 United States. And you can get it online ordering from their website where available. So check them out at BreckDistillery.com today. Uh, and you can still get in on that opportunity to win sweet tickets to the New Year's Eve Broncos game. Uh, hashtag Broncos Bourbon on Instagram with your favorite pictures of the Broncos to get in on that. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Honestly, I don't have a ton else to say. Like you guys were saying, it really was a pretty routine, boring game until the implosion. It, it, it's not that complicated of a hockey game. Megan, I think you... Put it well. I, you say the Avs had their B game tonight. Not it's clearly not their best. Ignoring the right. catastrophe. That was <laughs> F rated. <laughs> yeah, cl clearly an F in the last minute of the hockey game. But the rest of the game was good enough. And then they come up a little bit short. It's it's tough for me to be that concerned about this big picture in this moment. Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm going to go home tonight and make a video and be like, you know what? The Avs played pretty all right. I don't feel that bad about it. I know everyone's going to feel differently about this game, too. But they started to show the preview for Vancouver, Colorado. And I immediately forgot about this game because I'm so excited for how they respond yep. against a team where there's a lot of storylines to draw from that that I hope they get excited around. I know that. I am excited to see the response Colorado has to Vancouver. Hopefully it's a good one. That'll be more revealing. That'll be an interesting <laughs> post game. Yeah, it could be a, could be an emotionally charged one, one way or the other, for sure. Uh, yeah, last 30 seconds definitely sucked. I know we have at least one super chat here. Oh, looks like we have a couple. Thank you so much. Uh, the first one from Jim that says, uh, ending makes me want to puke SMH. We'll be fine like usual. Back at it next game, boys. Appreciate y'all, DNVR. Why do we even do a show? We should have just done that super chat. That sums it all up perfectly. Makes you want to throw up. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Same. Thank you very much, Jim. 
$10 from the eternal optimist, Melanie, that says, that one broke my heart, but not much time to wallow in self-pity. They need to let it go and get ready for Wednesday. That also would have been a good... Yeah. We're just going to read the Super Chats and end, end the show from now on. Imagine you lose the Stanley Cup Game 7 like that. That's don't the thing. Yeah, that's say a, those words. Yeah, I think I, you get knocked I'm off. actually puking. That, yeah, that that's going to make me throw up. Now we're fighting if that shit happens. Uh, I think, you and I are fighting. Yeah, we're fighting. We got to go be live on, on the chat one game. Yeah. We got to bring jerseys next chat. Next, next post game. Uh, I, I think I'm taking Eric in that one. <laughs> My money's on Big E. Uh, Fine. Lose your money. Yeah. I Look, it'd be a good fight either way. Gain the coin. Uh, and then $5 from Vaguely Sober that says, uh, <laughs> has the avalanche really been far even as decided to use even go want to do? Like, more like, look more like the NBR. Love. Thank you, Vaguely. Look, some people, some people need to type their way through it. <laughs> Some people need to send a super chat mid-stroke, and <laughs> this, it takes a village. Does, does Gen Z know the, the origin of this, you think? I, not a chance. Yeah, no not way. Not a chance, Kay. dude. All-time internet comment right there. Uh, not a chance. <laughs> Look, I don't feel good tonight. I'm going to go home. And sit there at my computer and and then I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, oh yeah, no, the Evs are still a good hockey team. Yeah, oh, yeah. you'll remember that they're still in second place in the division. Yep, and they've now won three of four, and the response to the super embarrassing, oh my god, the world is ending Blues loss <laughs> was to win three straight. and yep. you know. To have the best week of the season last week. And, you know, all right. Now, the rest of this week could obviously still be a disaster. You have to play the games. It's possible. It, it, if they go, if they're, if they win all three games the rest of this week and this is their one loss and you're looking back at it, you're like, wow, they are so close to a seven game yep. winning streak. And instead, <laughs> they've just won six of seven. Eric said this earlier in the season and it stuck with me. It's not that you lost. It's what you do the next day. It is. That matters. So. Yeah, I mean, it's true of anything in life, right? Yep. Today is today, but how you take today and build upon it or don't build upon it is what comes to define all of us. And that's just basic understanding of how tomorrow works. <laughs> it's the greatest part about sports for me is that. There's always tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, the high from the Dallas game was yep. great. It yep. was awesome to revel in it yesterday. Today was a new day. You had a chance to do something better. You didn't get it done. Great. Now you have tomorrow. Now you have the next day. And that's just what it is. I, before we get out of here, can I just I talk? I got a couple more things, but yeah. Okay. Great. Get to them. Do, uh, do your thing. Sorry. I'm not like bossing no, you No, around. no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys. Pretty sure I know the answer. Which way would you rather lose? Tonight? Or the St. Louis game? What? No, dude, tonight. Okay. Agreement? Across the board? Those are less confident nods. No, it's. I was in Toronto for the St. Louis game, so I didn't get to fully appreciate how bad that was, but I could tell how bad <laughs> that was. And so, yeah, I would say St. Louis pretty handily, because that one felt like internally the Avs were going through it, like True. something wasn't right up there. And to add to your thing there, Here's my take on it. For me in my life, like sports, like you were saying, that's my rush. That's my drug. 
I I love it. The highs and lows, it's tough. <laughs> and it's like, and you got to try to be even keel. And it's like, if you don't have that in your life, for me, it's a void. And you miss it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I love it. That's why I love being here with you guys and, and covering this team. And, you know, if you're not working for a team or playing, you know, it's fun. Like, it's it's a rush. And that's why sports is the best thing in the world. And, you know, and I'm not being sappy about it. It's true. It just stinks like tonight. It just sucks. You know what I mean? But... There's other times when it's just like last game. Down 3 nothing, you go, you win 6-3. It's like, woo, you know, it's fun. Tonight so. was the night you went to buy the drugs and then you found out your dealer sold you birth control? Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. This nope. is very specific. Just me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very, very specific. <laughs> I've never seen him laugh like that. I thought, I thought the start of that, with the start of that, That's it was going to be like, oh, it turns out your dealer was a cop. <laughs> he bust out a badge no. and now you've got to go that, to jail. That and... was the St. Louis game. No, <laughs> tonight was just the, it wasn't actually. So that was, that was the butt boy of hockey games. <laughs> and the undercover and, cop. And the undercover cop <laughs> of hockey games. I'm, no, we're starting funny. to really put this into proper yeah. perspective here. Oh, right. gonna... <laughs> That's funny. I'm with it, man. It may, it's, a, it's a good enough parable for me. I love it. All right. What, what did you want to rant about here? Yeah, yeah not right. really just rant. Just a, uh, just a quick note. I've seen the chat. Just, oh, we need a second line that does something. Second line, second line, second line. Just a quick question for the three of you. Uh, they played six minutes at 5v5 together. The second line, Johansson, Tatar, and Duran. How many shots against? On goal. Not shot attempts. On goal. How many shots on goal do you think that that line gave up tonight? Two. Two? Uh, third period felt a little bit slower, so I'll say like five. Okay. I'll go bagel. Zero. He's correct. Uh, yeah, that I line know. gave up zero shots on goal. Uh, <laughs> no scoring chances, no high danger chances. Not a single bad thing happened to the Avalanche while they were on the ice. If your argument is that you want better offensively, Fair enough. I've got no counterpoint, but I'm saying for a lot of people, the consternation over that second line and the, oh, they need a second. I saw a lot of people immediately jump to that after tonight. But as a trio, those three on the ice together, zero shots against. I just don't know how you have significant concerns about anything but the last two minutes of this hockey game. Yeah, there yes. was certainly not perfect play. Megan covered it all nicely. But... You played, you played a you played a B game. Most nights the Avs B game is gonna win them hockey games. You can't just It was gonna win them this one. Exactly. They, they skipped out saying, on graduation. We're saying fifty nine minutes. It's really fifty nine minutes and twenty yeah. seconds. Yeah. Like we're even you're even into it. It's not like fifty nine oh four. You almost made it halfway through that final minute. But, but, but Kiel Makara doesn't slip on that oil spill behind the net there. You never yeah. know. He yeah, might grab good. that puck and go all the way down score. I mean, who knows? Yeah. It's such a routine play. It's such a stupid play. Not on his part. I'm saying it's just a freak. It's an accident. Yeah. It's a freak accident. It's just know? a dumb thing that happens a couple of times a year. And for yeah. it to happen in this situation is magnified yeah. and feels awful. Yeah, it does. And it just feels awful. I think that's probably a good place to leave this game feels pretty bad wasn't and, that bad besides the, the part that was bad. this like anger getting it out in the chat thing about this is the worst loss in avalanche history holy the, the lordy St. Louis brother game was a week ago yeah 
Holy lordy, man. I'm sorry, but I, I remember living through 10-1 against Montreal. I don't care how bad that F team was. That was... It's, it takes a special team to get your own home crowd chanting, we want 10 against you. Yeah, that and the St. Louis game. Those are the two losses that off the top of my head, I'm like, absolutely not. Also, they <laughs> lost 7 nothing in a game seven against their like blood rival. Yep. I was on the ice. Sorry, man. But like <laughs> against their blood rival, their season ended in what could only be considered one of the most unbelievably embarrassing fashions ever. Losing this game this way, dude, we won't even remember this game a no. month from now. I like, won't remember me, this game next week, man. The like, Forsberg the, retirement Valentine's Day game. Oof, I yeah. cried. All right. Let's just do some more deep cuts. Yeah, let's just rip it all We're over. We're not this depressed up. enough to straight up therapy <laughs> no, session it's just at like, this point. You know, I can definitely recall worse. <laughs> right. I will say, I take it back. We definitely will remember this game just because of how it ended, where it was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but it's memorable. That's it. Yeah, that's it's only the last minute of this game that it will end up being memorable. It counts as a loss. It is a loss. But give me a goddamn break with this hostage of the moment nonsense. That is way, way beyond the pale, buddy. Way beyond the pale. If you want to not have brain farts like the abs did tonight, make sure you get yourself to MSU Denver and get yourself edumacated and stuff. Uh, edumacated? Mm hmm. Uh, MSU Denver, uh, great place to go if you're starting or getting back to college. A bunch of us here at DNVR went, and some of us, as uh, a way back to college after a gap year or something like that. Uh, they have over 90 different majors to choose from, and you can even kind of select your own course path as you're going through. They have online and in-person classes. You can do a mix of both. Whatever is best for you when it comes to learning. They're currently registering for the spring semester, so get over to msudenver.edu today and get yourself signed up, get yourself to school, and open up a bunch of opportunities. Uh, also brought to you by the people down at Bacchus and Shanker. Feels like Makar should make an argument for having his tire slashed or something tonight mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. Bacchus and Shanker. Should have been tripping Tully, I'm just saying. <laughs> Residue on the ice. Is that what they throw on there? Yeah, it is catfish. Yeah, so, good call, good call. There's some leftover. It was a organized intentional play by oh, yeah. Nashville oh, yeah. to make that spot on the ice bad specifically. Look, man, <laughs> given some of the conspiracy theories that people actually believe in, I'm with it. Let's push this. <laughs> Let's go catfish. Bacchus and Shanker, for real, though, if you've been injured in any situation that's not your fault, maybe it's a car accident, maybe it was something at work that happened, maybe you were riding a scooter downtown, who knows? They have your back. They'll give you a free consultation at 222-2222 or coloradolaw.net. If you have a case, you pay them nothing up front. They'll take it on. They don't get paid until you get paid, which they'll get you paid. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado for the 25-plus years they've been doing it. They're very, very, very good at what they do. Get with Bacchus and Shanker today. Call that two number and get what you deserve. Bacchus and Shanker wins. That's good. I'm all. I've vented enough. Have you guys vented enough? I just like chat. People are bringing up really sad losses, yeah. and it's bringing me back a little bit. Yeah, the, the I like losing to Dallas in Game Seven, where it's like pick one. Yeah, pick there's one. plenty of those. Yeah, to there's a couple from. of them to pick from, man. But I'm not sure which one I would go with. They were they losing to Dallas always kind of just hurt, and there was a. The Eddie's better chance back yeah. in the day. 
I still that is better. That's still that's still the narration of some of my nightmares. So you know, yeah. And the obviously the Minnesota one does not feel those good. the the original like Golden Era one Dallas losses felt pretty. They were sandwiched by victories on either side. <laughs> yeah. Whereas eventually there was some catharsis. Yeah. And like yeah. that's also true of, of the most recent Dallas Game Seven loss with the Abs going on to win last two years ago. But at the time that Dallas loss I think probably felt worse. Especially of how close they were and how injured they were. I don't know. Not what I'm gonna sit here and talk about yeah. all night. We're gonna go home. We're gonna go do the rest of our content. Keep it here on YouTube. Like and subscribe. My video will be up later tonight. You can get written pieces from AJ and Megan over on the DNVR.com. Go check those out. Am curious to see this game story and studs and duds tonight. Think uh, think it'll be an interesting one. The catfish. Curious to see what angle the you guys take on it. The catfish, the catfish is a yeah. dud. Or no. stud. I don't a, know. This, what's your perspective? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's an unsung hero. <laughs> uh, either way, we appreciate all of y'all. We are off tomorrow, but we'll be back Wednesday uh, for the game, of course. So be sure to tune in on Wednesday. <laughs> it's only games this week. Yeah. No off day pods. Yeah, we, it's a four day week for us for once with the holidays. So the abs might make it painful, but at least we get a short week. Uh, we appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you on the next one. Okay. We all silly like the mayor.